0: Welcome to Second Emulation. Today's episode requires you to roll for initiative as we dive deep into Critical Role's first animate series based on their first campaign is now on Prime Videos. For those who are curious about what my class I play during my D&D campaign, it happens to be a rogue as I enjoy the sneak attacks. Well, I recently just watched the Legend of Vox Machina animated series, which is an ad- adaptation of Critical Role's campaign one, the Briar art. And what can I say about it? I actually liked it growing up as a child from the late 80s early 90s you know I was very very heavy exposure to cartoons and anime like Dragon Ball I feel that it fared very well in that nostalgia to the cartoons that I ended up watching now what I can say cartoon is not family-friendly. So I would say that if you want to watch it with, have kids watch it, I feel that you need to have, be present with them because it does lean in adult mature content. I want to say 80% of the time. What makes the show so good? I think it's the cast, which for those who don't know, who've been in the industry of voice acting for many years. So they've even contributed their voices to actual cartoon characters and anime characters that I myself have probably watched or you have probably watched over the years as a child growing up. So they understand what it means to, you know, be invested, to bring the characters to life. Not only um, are they bringing these characters, but these characters they have played in their campaign For many years, it was a homebrew campaign before it got transitioned to to play online amongst the vast majority of people to see on Twitch. So they've deep rooted; they understand these characters inside and out. So it was easy for them to portray that with the animated series. Now, the difference between the animated series and live their campaign is the campaign, which can be found on Twitch is very, it's heavily improv. Either you don't know what's going to happen every other Thursday. It's always going to be a surprise. So nothing is never planned. And when something does happen, like in what character rules and epic, you know, rolls and natural 20 and does something amazing, you have to be able to be present or watch the VODs later. Earlier time, and those are the differences between the two. As I mentioned earlier, the campaign that streamed on Twitch is very improv heavy. That you don't know what's going to happen from day to day when they are live, as opposed to this, the ad, as opposed to the anime series, which is a scripted show. So they Actors are reading a script. So, a lot of the concerns were would that actually water down what makes the show itself, the campaign itself, so loved? And I have to say, after watching it, I didn't see any difference. The humor, the antics, the essentially feeding off the characters that I saw was very present. In the campaign, the actors themselves tried very hard, or looks seamlessly to adapt in the animated series, so it felt like nothing was missed, which put my put me at ease because I am a fan of the show, and the animated series made me fall in love with it all over again. Now. For those who don't know, the Bioworld arc is actually from their earlier campaign of Campaign One, and I myself didn't really get in to Critical Role at that time, so it was nice to see become reacclimated with this arc. That there was very, very actually sprinkled Easter eggs and references. To this point in the legend of in Vox Machina in the first campaign, since I myself came at to the series at a later date, they had already transitioned or pivoted to a different arc for the progression of their campaign. So it was nice to see these characters brought to life, even though I myself didn't have wasn't exposed to them in any way now what can people expect to see from the legend of vox machina cartoon has a mature audience if you've ever watched rick and morty you understand it's going to have that same type of humor in this show it's going to be heavily you know in mature content It, it is best example to say that if you or a fan of that, I would say give the first three episodes a watch, and then determine if you're not going to like the show, because it does something very well, bringing you into the world of Exandria. Because I didn't watch the first campaign, a lot of backstory I would have to catch up on. Not with the animated series, so if you're concerned about having to watch their streams, their VODs or their YouTube videos of the previous campaign of the Bryward Arc just to be um, acclimated with the animated series. You do not. This is almost like I want to say Spark notes. They essentially found a way to condense all of that and they pick up where the characters have already been established as Vox Machina. And then from that point they do have You get some insight into each of the characters, their motives, what's really driving them, and then what are some of the internal struggles that they're dealing with. And so you get to see that play out in the show for the whole series. Now, the difference between um, this from any cartoon that I've seen on the streaming service is that how it was actually released. So the difference between the premiere episodes was it was released on a Friday and it was three episodes, and then every Friday it was three episodes, three episodes until you got to the to the finale. Which over those three episodes, it was twelve episodes in total. So it didn't. It felt like you were going pretty quickly through the season, and I think that was intentional since. The show itself is a fan invested property. And what I mean by that is that this was funded by the fans or the critters. So prior to it becoming fruition, us getting this animated series, this was an idea. Critical Role decided they wanted to do an animated series or just maybe a three episode long uh, cartoon just to give insight of hey let's just give this a shot so they did what any content creator do when wanting to raise funds to bring this idea to life they went to kickstarter and it blew up they were able to raise 12 million dollars crowdfunding i myself also invested which makes. The first season for me, very significant because I was part of that process that brought it to life and which I myself can consider myself a critter, but all those in the community felt that this, that we were a part of this. And we also would like for this to be a success because The difference between this cartoon and everything else is that it is truly made and funded by fans. And because it is centered around D&D, there's a lot of things against this IP. Not a lot of people understand what D&D is. Not a lot of people can, cannot say relate. But give it a shot that you see they say in the day table board games and they're like, oh, I don't know how that's going to translate well to an animated series. And then just d d in general has really had a hard time carving out its space in the game community and the geek community. So there was a lot against it, and I feel like the Critical Role understood that, and they knew that they had to get the best of the best behind it. And a lot of the people who helped bring inspiration were fans of the campaign, fans of their work. So they, too, wanted it to succeed, and they wanted to put their best foot forward to the show. Now, because of that, this show is on uh, Prime Video. In order to watch it, you're going to need a, a Prime um, Amazon Prime subscription, annual or monthly. In order to watch this, as of right now, I don't know if they're going to be putting out any platforms besides Prime Videos. But as of this recording, it is only on Prime. So if you want to watch it, you'll need to get a Prime subscription, which is I feel like the only downside. Is that, and I do, downside to it is that in order to have it, be able to watch series to have a subscription, they were able to get on different platforms. And maybe once it becomes a big hit on Prime, they'll be able to distribute on different platforms in order for more people to watch it. But as of right now, it's been picked up by, uh, by Amazon and solely on Amazon to watch now with that because the show since recording is has become a hit there's been talks about amazon has a announced a season two and that's been they have greenlit a season two and which is great because after watching the whole series it is it the show itself leaves it on a cliffhanger to give the fans like myself the the pivot to a season to the next arc and when i watched you know fans reaction to see how our fans like me enjoying the series i could see that i could see what i experienced myself on through them so they were excited and ecstatic and enjoying the show As much as I did, and then just in like salivating once we got to that episode twelve and the end for that cliffhanger, knowing that the direction that they're going in, I mean, that we're all excited. We we can't wait now. With that, with the announcement of season two, a lot there hasn't been much talk other than just the announcement. But myself as a fan of the show which I don't want to read too much into it, I guess we're waiting to see they're going to go in the same direction as with they did with the first season through Kickstarter. Until that's been announced, they can only speculate that they might end up going that route, or if they decide to let Prime Videos fund it, then there may be concern with that. Because with a crowdfunding, I feel like Critical Role had a lot of flexibility, freedom to produce the show how they want. And no, I don't know if once they get corporate funding, if the overlords like Amazon will dictate the direction of the show or allow them to do what they want in order for it to be success. Because like it is a mature content but as a cartoon and it goes on that scale of rick and morty and also in the realms the boys so it's wishful thinking that i hope they're allowed the freedom and flexibility to produce and create uh season two just how they did season one but that's just me I think the best part about the animated series of Legend of Lox Machina is actually seeing the dice rolls play out. Within the campaign, you would see the characters roll in order to do, take a lock or an investigation. And you see that play out also a natural 20, everything from like a 15 and up to a 20 would be success. Everything with a lower number would be a failure depending on how the value of that number is. But you got to see that play out in the campaign. Anytime someone wrote a natural 20, they were able to you know, perform this great feat. And then the opposite was also true that anytime they wrote a natural one, the, their failures would just be just on display. And that was interesting to see because you got to see that play out without dice rolling. So one of the, there's this unrunning joke about doors and how Vox Machina always hates doors. And you got to see Vax, who is the rogue and also has a lock picking set trying to pick a lock for a door, and you could see that at this moment, the Liam, who portrays the character in the campaign, had rolled a natu- natural one. So in the anime series, you're seeing him struggling to open the lock, his tools break. He's going in to use a knife. And every two of the characters that are with him at this time, Scanlan and Percy, are just getting annoyed. At this moment, you see the frustration there on their face that they are just, they are done. And then the opposite can be true as well. That Anytime the character had rolled a natural 20, a moment where it would seem in the anime series that the characters were just they were done for one character would come with a cut clutch play and that would also translate to that natural 20 for a scene where Keelith and the group are in a carriage and they're being chased by these creatures in the forest and they're coming up to a slight canyon where if they don't stop they're going to go over but if they do stop, they're going to have to contend and, over, and be overwhelmed by these creatures. So you see at the moment that they're just about to get to the edge and Keyless is able to create a plant-type bridge arc allowing them to keep traveling at their natural pace across this canyon to the other side. And moments like that... Can be displayed in the campaign. And then for those who are unfamiliar with the and kind of just see that as, oh, that was pretty awesome, won't understand the meaning behind those type of moments. And for those who do understand the and have watched the campaign, are going to pick up on those moments very easily. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you know, this is. An adaptation of a of their D anD D campaign that's streamed on Twitch every Thursday. The biggest question is, do you need to watch the the campaign in order to get into the series? And I mentioned earlier, no, and I stand by that. And the reason for that is that the f- the campaign on Twitch, their episodes are four hours apiece, and. Their catalog is 100 plus. So I feel that this watching the animated series is a good entry into the Legend of Vox Machina, into Alexandria, and the world that they're trying to create. You don't need to have any background or prior knowledge of the campaign if you don't know what D&D is, or you don't know that Le- They did a very good job of having this being the entry point for those who are unfamiliar with the series. Now, for those who are familiar with the series, we've already watched most of the campaign, and so if you're familiar with the and the show, it's going to be a, a a perfect entry level for you because you'll be able to pick up on, on certain things. Like, oh, huh, yeah, he rolled Nat 20 for that. And when I say Nat 20... Means natural twenty on D anD D, which means great success, and then natural one means epic failures, and so you'll be able to see that displayed out in the shows in the animated series, very ed- evidently. Now, what would I rate this? You no, know, I would say a ten out of ten, but that's just me because I'm a fan of the series, I'm a fan of of Critical Role and their campaign, so. I would say that my opinion can be a little biased because I'm already a fan of them of what the the content that they produce. But I say, at a standalone without any other outside factors, the show itself would rate would be a ten out of ten. You know, it they produced it very well from beginning to end. Um, it has the same runtime as any anime and Cartoon uh, that I grew up watching. The intro and the outro are very catchy. One thing they did is that they had moving outros. So when the credits came in, it would have the credits roll and still be displaying scenery in that area, along with like certain sounds from a certain scene that it was depicting. And the show itself is very good. And I know I keep saying oh it's very good, but it it is. It, it's very nostalgia, and it plays to the inner kid in me who had who grew up watching Saturday morning cartoons, things like Pokemon, Digimon, Santa Hedgehog. Just it was a lot of nostalgia to that, and because critical cast had a hand in bringing characters to life that I grew up watching, they understood and know how to produce a cartoon. They have a lot of expertise under their belt. So that also helped made the show very great, in, in my opinion. And it was a good time. I, there's not much else I can say, but I love the show. I'm you know excited for season two. When it does get made or when they decide the timeline for that to be made, who knows? But I feel like maybe later on they might expand the accessibility of the show to different platforms. That is the one kind of issue I think that I can see with the show is that you have to have a subscription, which nowadays, everything's going to be behind a paywall for streaming. Then in order to access it, you are going to have to do a subscription. I think Amazon Prime, they have a trial. So you could do a trial for the 10 or 14 days or seven days. I have to check. But they do have a trial period where you could do a trial, watch the whole season, and then Dip out. Not saying I condone it, but there are options available to watch the series. And I think that's about it. Again, I just wanted to talk about the series, The Legend of Vox Machina, and hopefully you get an opportunity to watch the show as well and enjoy it. If not, that's great. Just want to know that this is a good show that was made with the help of fans, the critters. And I wish Critical Role much success in their future endeavors for season two, three, and how many they decide to bring to, you know, Prime Videos. And I'll catch you later. I'd like to thank you all for listening. The podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts to name a few. Give us a rate and review on either platform you listen to the podcast on. This has been Second Emulation, and have a good night.